It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, a little special edition here. We'll probably do this every week or every Saturday moving forward, but after the game basketball on ESPN 106.7, Charlie Five and myself are live from Baumhauer's. It's broadcast every Saturday immediately after the Auburn basketball game, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill off of Bent Creek in Auburn. Let's jump into it. No Bruce Pearl, no problem for the Auburn Tigers in Atlanta, part of the holiday hoops giving action as they win 99-68 against Nebraska. I'm Zach Blackerby, filling in for Kyle Rush this week. Lindsey Crosby, my former co-host. How you doing, brother? I have missed you. I have missed being on air with you, buddy. This is uh, great. No, this is nice. This is nice, absolutely. We're uh, broadcasting live from Baumhauer's. After the game basketball is brought to you by our good friends at Baumhauer's as well as our friends at the Orthopedic Clinic. And we'll talk about their great holiday deals that they have here throughout the restaurant in just a few minutes. Lindsey, dominant win for the Tigers. In fact, you know, even, even though it's a... It's a 30-point a win on the uh, – or 31, rather. It, it almost seemed worse than that. I mean, there was a time about five minutes into the game where I looked at you and I'm like, if Auburn wins the next five minutes, this game is over. And I don't, I don't think Nebraska scored in that five-minute period. Nebraska had quite a few long scoring droughts in this game. And it, it honestly – we knew Auburn was going to win coming in. I mean, we've heard so much about Nebraska's struggles – this week with whether it's injury, whether it's guys being sick, uh, poor efforts in previous games. But that first 10 minutes told us everything we needed to know about how this game was going to go. Auburn's right. defense was fast. Auburn's defense uh, was disruptive. They were getting steals. They were blocking shots and just making life miserable for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, yeah. It was a beatdown. And so uh, the Tigers winning without Bruce Pearl. We'll get into that drama of the news that happened yesterday. But Wes Flanagan took the lead. Today, it sounds like he was over the scouting for the Cornhuskers, so he was kind of the head man against, uh, against Nebraska. We'll see a different story when Stephen Pearl leads the way next week for the Tigers when they take on North Alabama. But, yeah, the Tigers were led, shocker here, but uh, Jabari Smith, 21 points of 7 of 13 from the field. He was 3 of 6 from 3, made all of his free throw attempts across 23 minutes. He was, um, as usual, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know, and you're just kind of looking at at some of these stats and what he what he did. You know, 21 points, three of six from three, seven of 13 from the floor. Made every single one of his free throws as you should. They're free. It's literally in the name. Right. Uh, Glad you pointed that out. Plus of minus of only four, but that like that just doesn't I think encapsulate exactly how dominant he was today. I mean, he he he's unstoppable. He is arguably one of the best players in college basketball, and we're going to see him go in the top three of the draft. Yeah, I think he's going to go top two when it's all said and done. So he, he was fantastic. One of the better scoring performances of the year for Wendell Green Jr. He was started the season as a starter, and no disrespect to what he was able to do, but Katie Johnson just kind of provided more of a spark early in the matchups. Also brought you a little bit more on defense. But Wendell Green's kind of found a role for himself coming off the bench for these Tigers. Shot 7-12 from the floor, 4-6 from 3 today, and just really <coughs> had the confidence. We saw multiple times he's pulling up, not the three-point line, but he's shooting from the logo. Yeah. You know, feeling good. Uh, those didn't all fall, but still, comes out there, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 
two steals, just making his presence known, plus minus a 22. Really, really effective for that time he's on the floor. One of four different Auburn players with a plus minus over 20 and five players with a double-digit plus minus. Just a dominant performance for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, interestingly enough, the worst starter as far as plus minus was Jabari Smith, which is super interesting. But, um, yeah, you mentioned this while we were watching it on the, uh, the patio here. At Baumhauer's beautiful day to watch a basketball game outside, by the way, and enjoying great food. But uh, for the most, for most of the game, he was leading the team in rebounds, which hustle. I mean, that's that is a hustle stat when you are an undersized guard like that. Over the course of the game, uh, Kessler, you know, the seven foot man himself, eventually got seven. But I mean, it's just the the nonstop tenacity and effort from this basketball team. I've never seen anything like it at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's and it really all comes back to Wendell Green Jr. and Katie Johnson. Both of them, they just play with so much energy. And it's something where you can tell from their efforts today, them, and then throw in Zepp Jasper, you know, all these guys playing 20-plus minutes. And you can tell it's not necessarily just Bruce Pearl. This is inherent to who these guys are. This is this is what they do. They come out there, they, they, they give energy, they hustle, they run for every minute they're on the floor. Uh, Bruce Pearl can definitely pick some guys, can he? He brought in these yep. three guys, and these three guys have arguably been the catalyst for this uh, for this backcourt, just just dominating this early half of the schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, and talking to guys on this team, you know, I've developed a relationship with Zepp Jasper, and he's he's an ESPN 106.7 athlete, hops on the drive once a week and talks about it with them. But, you know, he he's one of these several guys that's like believes in the high effort and doing the right thing for the team. Because I think all these guys know that there's so there's so many dudes that deserve more minutes on this team, but it's just so deep where it's like, okay, if I go out there and I don't bust it 100% every minute that I'm out there, I'm going to lose minutes. Like, and I think that is, that is obvious. And so you've seen this awesome rotation with these three guards. Um, we've mentioned all of them <laughs> so far in this broadcast already. But also, like when Alan Flanagan returns, you know, what does that do from the three and four position? And then obviously, you know, the trickle down effect of, you know, guys like Jalen Williams and things like that. What does it look like possibly down low in the post? So all of these guys know that they've got to compete or they will lose minutes. And I think a lot of these guys are already kind of focused on that at this point of the season. It's great. I mean, I, I say this every week, Lindsay. That final four run that we saw a few years ago, mm -hmm. it took about mid-February, and they bought into what Bruce Pearl wanted them to do defensively. This team's already doing it. And there's still some things, there's some communication issues and, and talking with Coach Pruitt, and I'm sure Coach Flanagan will say this after the game with, with media availability, but there's still, there's still some early season stuff that they've got to figure out as far as missing assignments and things like that. And you got to think that Alan Flanagan's going to come back at some point in a few weeks. And, uh, He's already practicing. Yeah, and but they're going to have to do all that again, just because it's different in the game, and you got to kind of feel all the guys around you. So, um, still, just a just a tremendous win for these Tigers. And look, Nebraska's not a good basketball team. Let's just be very clear about that. They came in with a five and five record, and uh, I was listening to Best of on the Line uh, this morning on ESPN 106.7, and Noah was reading their stats, and it's like the only thing that they did well, the strength of this team was them taking care of the basketball. And they did not do that today. No. Auburn for, um, Auburn for uh, 16 steals of Nebraska. Only turned the ball over themselves eight times. But Nebraska, we knew they were shorthanded coming in. They've had some, some, some injuries. They've had illness rocking through their team this right. week. 
And you could definitely tell they were playing shorthanded. They had guys playing too many minutes. And that one thing that they did well, that keeping taking care of the ball, is you can definitely tell they played a team who was very good at taking the ball away. Right. When, when you have a guy like Walker Kessler who gets five steals against your team, it's obvious that that we're just better at that one thing they're good at than they are. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the kind of thing that, uh, that Auburn's going to be able to do against everyone. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. What are your thoughts on this tremendous Auburn basketball win? Once again, 334-321-1390. Lindsay, we're broadcasting live from Baumhauer's, and they've got a lot of great holiday deals to help your holiday season take that next step up. They absolutely do. They have they have these party trays, okay? If, if you're having a tacky sweater party, if you're having an office celebration, something like that, they've got everything from chicken salad, chicken tenders, black and white chicken wing trays, and special during the holidays. Yes. You buy a $25 gift card, you get a $5 bonus card. You buy, you're buying something for somebody else, they're going to treat you to something as well. Now, you're the money guy in our friendship. You're at Auburn Banker on Twitter. You're the Auburn Banker himself. Um... This sounds like free money. Is that a good deal to This you? is absolutely free money. You spend $25, 20% of that gets paid back to you in the form of a $5 bonus card. Absolutely. Last time I did math, a 20% return is pretty good. Ooh, there you go. There you go. 334-321-1390 is how you can get involved with the show. Lindsay, the one stat that I'm looking at that I can't stop looking at as far as a negative for Auburn, I really think it's the only negative of this game, or it's definitely the biggest one, Layups, 14 of 25. There was, I think it was at the half we had this conversation, and Judge Miner was here talking about it with us as well here at Baumhauer's, but Auburn was shooting better from three than they were from the floor, and that was because they were not good at layups in this contest. You know, in, in the English language, layup is a euphemism for something that's very easy to do. Sure. And for some reason, the Auburn Tigers struggled with that today. It's not the size of Nebraska. Nebraska didn't have any exceptional size or anything out there. Auburn just struggled. And, you know, they finished the game over 50% from the floor, which you want. They finished the game over 40% from three, which you want. But the layups, that's something. I don't know if that's a lack of focus, if that's just you've heard before about the quirks that you have to deal with when you are um, playing in an, like a larger arena than you're used to, having that different backdrop. I don't know if there's something to it with that, but either way, not a great day um, when it comes to layups. Not a great day from the three-point line. Didn't only got there 11 times, shot 63% from the free throw line. Not something you'll love to see either. But for the most part, it's hard to argue with a 50-40% from the floor and from three performance. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're broadcasting live from Baumhauer's. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. Austin in the studio will take care of you and make sure that you're patched through to the show. We'll be back in a moment right here on After the Game Basketball, live from Baumhauer's on ESPN 1067. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you on ESPN 106.7's After the Game Basketball. We're broadcasting live 
from Baumhauer's Victory Grill off the Bent Creek exit here in Auburn. And look, they've got a ton of TVs. This is the best place in town to watch Auburn basketball, but any sporting event. And right now, Oklahoma is taking it to Arkansas. 10-0 early lead for the Sooners. But also, just a, a great ton of great deals for the holiday season. I know you were looking at those over the break. Yeah, Lee, this food is so good. I mean, okay, we heard him talk about it during the break. Nana's chicken salad. This chicken salad is fantastic. Has the Wiggles pickles in it? Come on. Well, if it's called Nana's anything, you know it's going to be good. You know it's fantastic. Okay. The wing, <laughs> the wing trays. Fresh, never frozen wings. You can get a 60-wing platter. That's almost enough for one day of bowl games for me. <laughs> I mean, just, just absolutely great food here. We've had great food, great drink while we've been here. Right. And, again, you buy a $25 gift card, you get a $5 bonus card. It's free money. It's literally free money. 20% right. return on your investment. Come see our friends at Baumhauer's when you're preparing for your holiday gathering. So Auburn has really dominated the block category this season. They actually got out-blocked against Nebraska. Is that any cause of concern for you? You know, not necessarily, simply because if you look at how many steals Auburn had. Yeah. You know, Auburn only had three blocks. Auburn had 16 steals. And it's something where it felt like Auburn was just more aggressive earlier in the possession. Mm -hmm. Simply, it, you know, it's they knew that this Nebraska team wasn't very good, and they were going to be struggling to get a good look anyway. So rather than waiting for them to get that look, let's just stop them from getting there in the first place. Right. Uh, now, granted, this is a trend we see carry over a couple, uh, you know, a couple games. Maybe I'll worry about it, but as of right now, I feel good knowing that. Hey, either way, 19 times we got the ball away from the shooter, whether it was a steal or a block, doesn't matter. You get the ball either way. Can we spend just a few minutes? Talking about Leor Berman. Please, I want to. I mean, that dude is a, uh, I mean, he's a natural shooter. Can we say that? Can he we is, say that he's a natural shooter? Three of six from the floor, two of three from three over 18 minutes. Plus minus a 25. Plus minus a 25 for Leor Berman. You love to see it. Had an assist, had a steal, no turnovers. His season numbers are pretty good, too, aren't they? His season numbers are really good. He's I mean, 6 of 10 from 3 on the season. You know, I'm uh, I'm not a math expert, but I do believe that is better than 50% from 3. That is fantastic. He's actually 45% from the floor, 60% from 3. He's better the farther away from the basket he is. That's right. That's I right. I mean, do you know how many turnovers he has on the season? Two. Well, I don't think they want him dribbling or passing. I think it's like, all right, Lior. That's yeah. That's <laughs> if we not get his you job. open, take it. That's it. But no, he he's been awesome. He's been great, and I think um, I'm curious to see. I hate to say this, but I think he's gonna be one of those guys. What he played eight minutes today? Is that right? Yeah, uh, I think that's right. Like that probably may go down. That that may go down to zero when Alan Flanagan's back. Yeah, it's something where this team right now has a lot of options as far as as guys to put out there when you're. When you're subbing, guys to put out there when you're giving somebody a rest or you got foul trouble. Alan Flanagan comes in, it's going to mess up that rotation. He's probably the first candidate to lose some time. Again, like you said, he didn't play a ton today. He played eight minutes. Uh, that's definitely going to go down, you'd think. Uh, Stretch Akinbola, you feel like he, you know, he's only gotten into four games so far this year out of our nine we've played. You feel like he's probably going to lose a little bit of time as well. Um, but either way, the good thing is, we know now with the depth that we have, you don't have to rush back Alan Flanagan. Because right now, right. arguably, you don't need Alan Flanagan. Are you going to need him later in the season? You absolutely are. But you have time to let him come back 
at the pace that is right for him. Let him get his shooting stroke back. Let him be comfortable before you count on him for major minutes. And the good thing Auburn has shown is that they have the depth to do that. So let's talk about my favorite player on this team, Zepp Jasper. Just six points. Both of his uh, attempted or, or both of his made field goals. Uh, he went two for four from three, two of five from the floor, which is a little unusual. That's not typically his. Um, that's not typically his his shot selection. I think the other one that he missed from the field was a layup that he missed. So, but five assists, just one turnover. He had five steals. This is a guy that we knew coming in would be known for his defense. But across 27 minutes, he led the team with plus-minus, which I believe is the most important stat that you can ask. He, I mean, Auburn outscored Nebraska the most when Zepp Jasper was on the floor. And his stat lines are never, like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But that dude, he's the glue, like, of all of this. Like, Auburn is significantly better when Zepp Jasper is on the floor playing for them. He's one of those guys that... Like you said, he doesn't show up, show up on the stat sheet. You know, when you're going in there and you're looking, you're like, this dude had six points. What's the big? He played 27 minutes and had six points. Come on. Right. But his, he, he, arguably, he impacts every single defensive possession. His energy is there. They're having to, to you, you see guys moving away from him. You see them moving the ball away from him. And one of the goals is to get a guy open who's not being covered by Zepp Jasper. Mm-hmm. And so he's one of those guys that, his impact is more than just the points he puts up. And I I honestly a little bit worry about, you know, he, he I see him as the key defensive player on this team. What happens if he's unavailable? Yeah. You know, how does Auburn adjust? Who has to step up? You think Katie Johnson's going to be the one to step up, but who's going to step up if you don't have a Zepp Jasper in the game playing 27 minutes like you had today? Yeah, and KD and Wendell Green have both been really good defensively from Auburn in the guard spot, but... I think Zepp's just at a different level. KD, one of his worst games during this stretch where he's been red hot, 6 of 16 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. His plus minus was just 9. He had four fouls, uh, three rebounds, and an assist. He turned it over twice. But, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, he's just been so good. You hate it for him. He's an Atlanta guy. Uh, he's from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and so you, you kind of want him to play better there. But, I mean, I'm sure he's happy with the 12 points. But, Katie Johnson has been better than he was today. Yeah, and Katie Johnson feels to me like one of those guys that he really he counts on getting hot and getting on a run. You know, he needs to make a bucket, make a second bucket, have a steal, and just play with energy. And that's kind of how he he puts up the impressive stat lines. So when you have a game like he did today where, you know, you miss some shots, you have some 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 bad bounces, maybe you go for a steal and you don't get it, and you come up zero in that category. He's going to have a stat line that looks like this, but he was still positive plus minus. He was still additive to the team, and so you can get away with a guy having a down night or a down day like Katie Johnson had when you have the depth in the backcourt like we have with Zeb Jasper, with um, with Wendell Green, with Leor Berman, and some of these other guys who can make shots when you need to and can score almost practically on command. Yeah, every player on the team had a positive plus minus, which is Unreal. crazy. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot. Auburn wins 99-68. to We're breaking it all down for you. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. 334-321-1390. I want to talk about Auburn's schedule so far and uh, what that could possibly mean going forward and still a lot that we don't know about this team. All that and more coming up on After the Game Basketball. You're listening to ESPN 106.7. The game's over. It's time to talk about it. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, 
here with you live from Baumhauer's. And it really felt like the game was over like eight minutes into this thing. I mean, Auburn got a lead, went on like a five-minute run, and, and that was all she wrote. But um, I want to talk to you, Lindsay, your thoughts about what Auburn has done so far this year and the competition that Auburn has gone up against. Any concern in regards to like, okay, we still don't really know how good this Auburn basketball team is solely because they've played lesser competition. The, the best team that they've played, they lost to. And double overtime, it was in the Bahamas against against a pretty good UConn team. But every other team that they've played, in my opinion, they've been better than. Loyola-Chicago is probably their best win. We thought that Syracuse matchup would be a better one, but Syracuse doesn't appear to be very good. And so, in your mind, how do you kind of classify or rank this Auburn basketball team as we're just like two weeks away from conference play? It's something where where you can't necessarily say they're as good as UConn because obviously they lost to UConn. They've beaten everybody else on their schedule. And really, Auburn has won every game they were supposed to win. Auburn's won every game they were supposed to win. Uh, I think the only game they haven't been favored in is the UConn game. They took it to double overtime. And so I... You have to feel good about where this team is right now, but I do still have the question about when do we find out the true talent level of this team. Yeah. If you look at when we get to SEC play, you start off with LSU um, at home, and then you go We to may learn in that one. I mean, LSU is playing really good basketball. Net rankings came out, the initial ones. LSU came in at number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, that December 29th game, and, and that's going to be a big indicator for Auburn of – how good are you really? You play a very good LSU team at home. You're not going to have the typical home court advantage that you would normally see on a conference game because of the time of year. That week between Christmas and New Year's, you have to think all the students who are in town are going to be there, but you're not going to have a sold-out arena. You're not going to have – the jungle's not going to be as loud as it was. So that's going to be a good measuring stick for you. Um, You do have – Florida and Alabama back-to-back that second week of January. You play Florida at home, then you go to Tuscaloosa the next Tuesday. Uh, so see, you know, that's going to be another little measuring stick. I think by mid-January, we're going to have a pretty good idea of where this Auburn team is and how quickly they need to get Alan Flanagan reintroduced to this new, this new offense with these new players and get him reincorporated. Do you have time to let him play some, you know, play some minutes off the bench and kind of get you know, get eased back into the groove of things, or do you need to get him out there and get him up to speed as soon as possible? You'll know more after that second week of January. I think you're right. I think that's a good answer. I think that's a good answer for sure. Because this has been a more tame non-con schedule than Bruce Pearl typically has done once the team has kind of arrived. I mean, his first few seasons at Auburn, it was a little tame as well, but I don't think Auburn was really ready to compete for anything yet. But now at this point where it's like, okay, you know, we saw them play a few years ago against Duke and Xavier and all that. You're not really seeing that as much this year. They had the opportunity if they would have won against UConn, maybe they could have played against a Michigan State or a Baylor or something like that. But that's just not how that's not how everything fell together. So that is that is reasonable and fine. We'd love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We're recapping Auburn's ninety nine to sixty eight win over the the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But really, the biggest news for Auburn basketball this weekend was what happened yesterday. After about four years, the NCAA finally said, okay, we have uncovered enough information. 
and they essentially came to agreement, I guess. They've made the decision that they're going to suspend Bruce Pearl for two games. Half of that suspension is now done based on him being away from the team today. He'll, he will miss uh, the game against North Alabama in just a few days. His son, Stephen Pearl, will take the lead and be the head coach for that matchup. Sounds like he was over scouting for that team. Um, but also, Auburn had like a $5,000 fine, which is nothing. Plus 3% of the basketball budget. Yeah, that's the bigger one. And then four years of probation, and across those four years, they got to give up two scholarships. They're not using one scholarship this year already, so that's going to be so so small. Um, you, you don't need 13 scholarships for Division One basketball with this day and age of the transfer portal. So I don't think that's it. I, I, I was shocked how light all of this was for Bruce Pearl and the Auburn basketball program. This is a huge win. It's a huge win. This is one of the few times where you've seen cooperating with the NCAA work out for you. There was a lot of talk, and we saw this in the decision that was released on Friday. They said that there was grounds to impose a second year of a postseason ban, but since Auburn had cooperated fully, Auburn self-imposed a postseason ban last year that they were not going to do the second year. The thing that's really odd about this is the decision came out 1,536 days after Chuck Person was charged by the FBI. Um, the only current Auburn player who was even enrolled in college when Chuck Person was charged was Zeb Jasper. Right. Jabari Smith was 14 years old. Unreal. And so the fact that Auburn was able to avoid major penalties to this team this year was absolutely a win. Like you mentioned, the, probably the biggest loss is the scholarships. Losing two scholarships over the course of the four-year probation, they can they can only they can do one this year, and they've got to lose another year of a scholarship somewhere else in the next three. Right. So that's probably the biggest thing that's going to impact them is 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 that. But hundred percent a win for Auburn, uh, and like some folks we know that said on Twitter, like uh, everybody's just mad that Auburn's got good lawyers. Yeah, that's right. Hey, check out this quote from. Uh Wes Flanagan, he said, I'm the winningest coach percentage-wise in Auburn history. He's not wrong. Can't argue with that. That's math. It may be tied in a few days, but right now, uh, you cannot argue with that. So if congratulations Steven, to him. If Stephen Pearl gets business done against North Alabama, it'll be a two-way tie for first. Yep. Hey, talking to a few folks that were there, um, Kyle Rush, who normally hosts this show, um, he was there as well as um, Kevin Tudhope, who is the owner of this fine establishment here at Baumhauer's. They were both there just texting with them. While the game was going on, I was curious what the um, what the divide as far as the fan base would be, and um, I, it sounds like uh, it sounds like it was like ninety percent to ten percent in favor of uh, the Auburn Tigers, which we knew it would be lopsided, right? We knew that, but ninety to ninety percent to ten percent. I was told there was like less than fifty Nebraska fans in attendance. Like that is that is a like that's almost more than like a home field advantage type situation. I actually think we're we're gonna count Kevin Durant for us in this game simply because Jabari at times looks like a like a younger Kevin Durant. That's right. Yeah, but no, this was something where if Nebraska was having a season more to what they were hoping it would be, you'd probably see this be skewed a little more, yeah. but still not in their favor. I mean, Auburn's still a two-hour drive from uh, from the arena. It's just so much more convenient for Auburn fans to get there. We're familiar with traveling. Uh, Nebraska fans, you want to get there, it's a long car ride or you're flying on a plane. And so, so 
it's the thing that I was happy about is that it's a, it was home foot advantage for Auburn. We have so many of these players on this team who are from the Atlanta area. And there's some of them. Jabari, for instance. This is the only time Jabari Smith's going to play in Atlanta in his professional or in college. his college career. Yeah. And so, you know, it's. I was happy that they got a chance to play in front of what it felt to be a home crowd in their hometown to get that experience. Right. Absolutely. Zach Blagerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you. The Auburn Tigers win 99-68. to against the Nebraska Corn Huskers. Get in on the conversation, 334-321-1390. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to ESPN 106.7. You're listening to After the Game Basketball. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, the Auburn Tigers dominating Nebraska. 99-68. That was expected. Nebraska's not a very good basketball team. They now actually have a losing record. They were 5-5 five and five going into this one. Obviously, now they're 5-6. and six, but You hate to see it. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, Lindsey. You'll love to see there it. There you go. There you go. The Tigers um, led on the court by Jabari Smith's 21 points. Also, Wendell Green Jr. had one of his best performances of the season with 19. Devin Cambridge also off the bench uh, with 14, including two um, slam dunks off of an alley-oop, which was beautiful. Back-to-back. Back. He's so explosive. <laughs> he... The most explosive thing since a bomb we dropped in Japan. I mean, just absolutely wow. amazing. Yeah, no, um, it was it was something where you could tell they definitely fed off the energy of the crowd. It's it's odd on a neutral site to really get that energy from the crowd. And Wendell Green had a great quote after the game. He's like, you know, our fans they make it feel like we're at home at a, at a neutral site game. It makes it fun to go out and play basketball when you can do it with our fans, even at a neutral site. So. You know, the, the team was definitely cognizant of the fact that Auburn showed up to support them, even in Atlanta. I know a lot of folks, including this show's own Kyle Rush, who went, who made the trip up there sure. just to support Auburn um, at a t- at a at a 10:30 Central Time tip-off. Still not quite sure why, if you have a day of basketball, you pick the two Central Time game teams to play the first game, but neither here nor there. Uh huh. Um, Wendell Green also had a really interesting comment about the NCAA ruling. He said, you know, like, they're out there trying to win games, and once they heard the news about the ruling, it just made them even more excited to go out today and showed that they missed Bruce Pearl, but they can get the job done. And he said, we're going to get the job done again on Tuesday. So I expect Stephen Pearl to have that same record that Wes Flanagan has as a head coach at Auburn. I think you're right. I think you're right. That is certainly a winnable game. I don't think there's any question about that. So one of the things that we love that this Auburn basketball fan base does, you mentioned their ability to travel now and their willingness to travel. That's obviously something that has changed dramatically and drastically over the last three or four seasons. But another thing that they do on on the internet side of things is whenever the opposing basketball program goes to Twitter and posts their graphic with the final score, updating their followers uh, what all went down, um, within 10 minutes of <laughs> Nebraska basketball posting their final, um, their final graphic that they had lost 99 to 68, within 10 minutes they had over 200 replies from Auburn fans posting memes and letting Nebraska know that the Auburn fan base was watching and following along. Yeah, I mean, there's there's everything from you know, from photos of the team with Santa Bruce says "ho ho, hold this L." I mean, to, you know, Lior Berman just came off the bench and whipped y'all's Cornhouse career ends. I mean, you just, it's something where the fans are obviously enjoying the energy that Bruce Pearl's brought to the program. And imagine going back in time, you know, 10 years and telling an, you know, a long-suffering Auburn fan who is uh, watching the Tony Barbie Auburn Tigers and say, hey, 
and you know, in the next ten years, you're going to go to a Final Four, and you're going to make a neutral site game feel like a home game, and you're going to go out there and play some of the best teams in the country. You're going to have one of the best defensive defensive efficiencies and offensive efficiencies in the in the country, and you're going to be one of the best teams in the nation who just stacks up the bodies of blue blood season after season. Like, imagine telling somebody 10 years ago that that was possible. And that's what Bruce Pearl has done to this program. Yeah. I, I remember his introductory press conference. He said there is – he's like, right now there is not a waiting list for season tickets. And go ahead and get on and get them now because there's going to be. And he's absolutely been proven right. For he about five it. years now, we've had a waiting list for season tickets, sellouts for every single game, and I expect those games – when school gets out next week, for the next two weeks, those games over winter break will still be sold out and will still be a packed house. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. 334-321-1390. We've gotten a few texts about the wind. Yes, we are aware that our mics are picking that up, but it's windy. It's a beautiful day, though, here at Baumhauer's. They've really taken care of us, and um, we all had some delicious food. What did you order while you were here today? So I had the, the absolutely fantastic cheese fries. It's got, I mean, curly fries done yes. here, made here in house. Right. They've got bacon. Yes. They've got multiple different types of cheese. Delicious. Ranch dressing to dip them in. It's fantastic. And like, really, it's just been. I mean, going over like some of these options. Imagine, like, imagine if you're having a party and you can just bring a whole plate of, like, a whole platter of cheese fries. You can bring a platter of wings. They've got fresh, never frozen wings. Love that. You can get a sixty, a sixty wing platter. You can bring. Boneless wings, chicken tenders, black and white chicken, chicken salad. And the biggest thing is, if you just want to give somebody the gift of Baumhauer's, maybe you, you, you want to pay for them to come on a Saturday, watch the game with us, and stick around for after the game on ESPN 106.7, you can buy them a $25 gift card, and you will also get a $5 gift card for free, a bonus card. Yeah, you, and you can either give them that extra $5 or you can keep it for yourself. They won't know the difference. Exactly. So You uh, buy something win, for win. them. You get something for yourself. It's a 20% return on your investment, folks. Uh, and the investment yes. is for a good time. That's right. That's right. And also, uh, something that I love here is their, um, their sauces, their signature sauces on all their wings. They're delicious. They're top-notch. They sell them at the front here. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, they're willing to let you take that home if you want to cook your own wings or have a dipping sauce for something that you're cooking at home. Uh, they've got you covered there as well. Great stocking stuffer. Yeah, they've got they've got hot sauce. They've got the Thai sweet sauce, the Jamaican jerk sauce, and listen, they have a white barbecue sauce. And it's I, delicious. I am I am a white barbecue sauce snob. I make my own. With You're Duke's a snob on most things. Many things. I make my own white barbecue sauce with Duke's mayonnaise, and it's fantastic. And normally, other restaurants that have it, I'm like, this is not very good. But I've had the the white barbecue sauce at Baumhauer's. It slaps. Zach Blackerby. They need to advertise that. We need to talk to Tud and make sure he knows that, like, this is Lindsey Crosby approved, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal for any kind of food. If it's Lindsey Crosby approved, uh, it's worth checking out. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about things that we approve of, yes. Charles Barkley was on the broadcast today, and right. uh, they asked him his thoughts. Looking great, by the way. Oh, he, he looks fantastic. He looks so slim. He has lost some weight. He looks good. The man's happy. You love to see it. Yes. Uh, but they asked him his thoughts about the NCAA's investigation to his alma mater, um, and he pulled no punches. And the quote, I'm going to read this because it's worth reading. Anytime something takes four years, they suck at what they're doing. Shout out to Judge Miner for finding that quote for us. That was absolutely fantastic. He just said they suck at what they're doing? They suck at what they're doing. Anytime they take four years to investigate something, they suck at what they're doing. Yeah. We knew from a month after the investigation that Chuck Person – got money, like, 
you, you know, did things to hurt the school because he was trying to steer players to go pro and to go to a preferred agent that he had a relationship with. Mm -hmm. We knew from the very beginning that it wasn't anything that helped Auburn. It arguably hurt Auburn. And it took 1,500 days for them to actually come out and announce any sort of punishments after we had already punished ourselves for it. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's like, okay, if you're Auburn talking to the NCAA, it's like, we've already done your job for you. Yes. The two guys that were involved, they were both suspended for a full season. And then also with Purifoy, was suspended for like an extra 10 games or whatever it was, something like that. And then obviously, you know, the postseason ban last year. Was that a little strategic as far as timing? I think Bruce Pearl kind of knew what he was doing with that. I don't think he realized he had it. I think he knew he didn't have a championship team because there was just so much youth um, on the roster. But all in all, like, it's over. It's done. And to me, that's the storyline of all of this is that it's done. After four years of the NCAA looming, because you know other SEC schools and the Dukes, you know, folks that are going after these top guys that Bruce Pearl's calling, you know they were using that to negatively recruit against Auburn. You know for a fact that came up in conversation. And LSU, now that's done. LSU's out there making strong offers, and they're also talking about, hey, like, you know Auburn's going to get in trouble. Like, Can't say listen, that anymore. It's done. We, yeah. The only, only people get in trouble now is going to be LSU. Yeah. Wade. Yeah, because the, like, the probation thing, like, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just like, okay, if you get caught again, like, you're going to be really messed up. But it's like, okay, cool. We just won't do anything wrong for four years. That's fine. And also, like, what they did is now legal and fair. So it's like, does anybody even really care? Yeah. I mean, the th like, the changes in NIL have made it where a lot of the things that, te that teams were doing, that they teams have been accused of doing, and this is not something that Auburn did, but things that other teams were accused of doing, and I'm thinking about our, our not our friend, but our the, the guy at uh, – at LSU, Will Wade, with his strong offers, um, that's now in a way legal to do as long as it's handled the appropriate way. Well, the coach can't talk about it. Coach can't talk about it, but people can take offers to those players, you know, and and do that. And LSU still has some punishment coming because not only did they do something that was objectively worse than what Auburn did, because they did it to help their team, whereas this was done by a rogue person inside the organ inside the team to hurt Auburn. But they also have not cooperated with, with the NCAA. Auburn showed the model of how to cooperate with the, with the NCAA, self-imposed penalties, and not incur any sort of further disciplinary action from the from – the Yeah, and, and the national media aspect of this, you know, and the national media seems to be split pretty close to 50-50. A lot of them love Bruce. It seems like folks that are, like, in the sport love Bruce, and then the journalist side of it, uh, of folks, they, they don't like Bruce, but – it's like they still wanted Auburn to – it's like they wanted Auburn to get punished twice, and it's like they've already been punished. Like, that's done. Like, move on. So, now Auburn gets to, the NTA gets to, and maybe they'll look at other folks and see, you know, what's going on. Like, but, we – Daniel Purifoy's career died just to save Auburn basketball, and it worked. So. I mean, maybe. 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 It's fine. I don't know. Is that, is that why Daniel wasn't great? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. What's that number, Zach? 334-321-139. we got about 10 minutes left of the show today as we are broadcasting live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill. By the way, their salsa here, criminally underrated. Vastly it, underrated. It is good stuff. It's delicious. I mean, you come to Baumhauer's, you think wings. You think the coal-fired pizza. They have the only coal-fired pizza of in existence. That's correct. You think about... um. You think about the great burgers and the sandwiches. You don't think, you know, the salsa and chips are probably fantastic, but they are. They are. What does it do? Slaps. It slaps. It slaps. There's no question about it. The Auburn Tigers defeating Nebraska 
99-68. We talked about their upcoming matchup to some extent, but the rest of the non-conference schedule should be a bunch of layups, and hopefully they make more layups in those contests than they did today. That was the weakness of this performance, 40, or excuse me, 14 of 25 uh, layups for the Tigers. But North Alabama on Tuesday, like we said, this will be the last game of Bruce Pearl's suspension. His son Steven will lead the way and lead the Tigers for that. Um, th this should be an easy win for this Auburn basketball team. Should be an easy win next Tuesday. And then after that, you're going to see uh, Bruce Pearl come back to play St. Louis next Saturday. Well, he's not going to play them. He's not going to play them. He's going to lead the Auburn Tigers to play St. Louis in St. Louis, and I feel bad for the city of St. Louis. Um, Bruce Pearl is probably going to come back with a vengeance. You imagine he's going to want to come back and make his presence felt. And then you'll see Murray State the week of Christmas, December 22nd, um, in Auburn, 5 p.m. Central tip. Uh, you hope that there's uh, plenty of tickets available. If you are, if you have season tickets and you're not going to be in town, make sure you get those tickets to someone else who will be here so they can come. That's right. Uh, one of Auburn's biggest advantages is the home field advantage. Yeah, and just something to keep a note of. You mentioned that St. Louis game where Auburn will be at St. Louis next Saturday. ATG basketball. Uh, you can just read that out loud. I, yeah, I, yeah. I no, uh, tomorrow's. Auburn women's basketball game versus New Orleans has been canceled. There's been health and safety issues within New Orleans' uh, basketball program. So tomorrow's women's basketball game has been canceled. Uh, anybody who has season tickets for that, um, all 25 of us, I'm one of those, yep. um, they will contact you with, with a replacement for those tickets. That game may or may not be rescheduled. But tomorrow's women's basketball game at 2 p.m. against New Orleans at home has been canceled. Hopefully everybody's okay uh, involved with that. But... Yeah, so next Saturday we'll be live from Baumhauer's. Um, I guess it's going to be a late game, 8 o'clock tip next Saturday night. Um, but uh, we'll be here, assuming Baumhauer's will have us that late. I think they're open that late, so it shouldn't be a problem. I but, believe they're open that late, yes. But that, that game is on the CBS Sports Network. So if you're watching that at home, that's not something that most people have. As that is not CBS. That is the CBS Sports Network. You know what it sounds like people need to do next Saturday? Just come, just come to Baumhauer's. They need to come to Baumhauer's Victory Grill, come out and have the fantastic wings, right. try all these wonderful sauces, and then on, when you're on your way out, you can not only buy some sauces <clears throat> as stocking stuffers, but you can pick up some $25 gift cards. Every $25 gift card you purchase gets you a $5 bonus card to keep for yourself what a or to give to someone else as a stocking stuffer. Unreal. Unreal. Hey, 334-321-1390. Kyle Rush is on the phone. Kyle, you were at the game. Kind of give us your thoughts of what all went down with these Auburn Tigers. Man, it was fun, guys. It, uh, it escalated It escalated quickly. It escalated quickly, and uh, uh, everybody was getting in the mix. Uh, a lot of fun. Crowd was amazing. Crowd was amazing. I would say uh, you may hear some rain here in just a second, but we, uh, we I think we outnumbered them about – by about uh, seven or eight thousand, I think. There was, <laughs> was probably like less than a hundred Nebraska folks. It was uh, sounded like an Auburn home game. It was great. It was great. How do you think the the venue space? We talked about that a little bit earlier. The venue of playing in State Farm Arena, obviously that's different than Auburn Arena, much larger. How do you think that played into things? You know what? It it is larger, but the way it, the way the um, Arena's kind of set up. It didn't really feel like we – it overwhelmed overwhelmed us uh, from a fan uh, standpoint. Uh, I felt like we filled it out really well. 
and uh, they had a lot of the upper deck sections um, marked off, so they kind of funneled everybody into the bottom bowl, and uh, it was it was loud. Like there was several times it got really loud when we had the back to back alley oops. It got really loud when Berman hit one of those threes early when we went on a little run. It got super loud, and they had to call timeout. Um, it was it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, cool cool venue. That's First time all, I've ever been there. Really? Yeah, that's, all, that's cool. I, I like State Farm. I think it's a great um, a great spot to watch a basketball game. Who, you know, just kind of getting oh, the yeah. in-person angle of it, who kind of stole the show in your mind? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Jabari with 21 points. But I really thought I really thought Devin really showed out uh, pretty much everywhere. And I would love to know what Auburn's record is when Devin hits more than one three-pointer. When he hits two or more three-pointers, I just feel like we just dominate people. I think he was like, what, four of six from three? Uh, and then he had two um, two uh, highlight reel alley-oops on almost back-to-back. No, I think it was back-to-back possession. Uh, so Devin was my – Devin was the guy that I, you know, he was he was my star of the game. I like that one. I like that. I mean, when he gets going – he can be – I mean, he can be a really special player, like you said. He can change – he brings the energy to the crowd. Like, he gets the crowd fired up. Right. Um, he just does things that sort of get get booties out of the seat, get fans fired up. It's, uh, he's, he's fun. I'm, and I really – I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up later. I, I, I bet we're undefeated when he hits multiple threes in a game. Uh, I, I, guess. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. No, uh, he definitely – he del- definitely elevates the energy for sure. Well, Kyle, thanks for calling for just for a few uh, a few minutes. Appreciate it. And you'll be with me next Absolutely. week here uh, live from Baumhauer. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sweet. Drive safe uh, on the way back to the planes, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Cool. That's have fun. Uh, you too, bud. That is Kyle Rush uh, joining us for a few minutes there. And that all but does it, essentially, uh, for this week's ATG. Thank you for filling in, Lindsey Crosby. Really, really appreciate it. Any kind of final thoughts uh, from this one? Thank you to our friends at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. This has been an absolutely fantastic place to watch a basketball game. The energy is palpable. Uh, the, the environment is wonderful. The food is fantastic. I couldn't imagine a better place to watch the Auburn Tigers absolutely dominate an overmatched opponent like Baumhauer's. Uh, yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Auburn wins this one 99-68 for Lindsey Crosby. Austin Miner, our studio engineer today. I'm Zach Blackerby. This has been After the Game Basketball on ESPN 106.7. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 